It is the future. Machines designed to serve humans are being programmed to turn against them. What about these tricks? Turn any domestic computer into a killing machine. Someone must stop the madman who started it all. Tom Selleck, Cynthia Rhodes, Gene Simmons. Run away. Now playing at a theater near you. All right. Uh, welcome to another episode of the PGP Filmcast. I'm your host, Chad, and with me as always is Tom. I'm here in the same physical vicinity as Chad. And Jerry, all the way from Seattle. Tom just touched me. I touched him. Yep. I can because we're here. Well, yeah. I can't see the picture. I'm in, yes, yeah, West Seattle on, on the banks of the Puget Sound. Can you describe the jacket you were wearing before with the uh, collar that went up past your ears? Uh, it's a gap jacket. It's, it's pretty sleek looking. I, I, I had a training today, so I had to dress up. You seem much more awake than usual for our it's podcast. O- it's only like 6 o'clock. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's 6.44 here. Usually you're almost comatose when we're podcasting. I haven't even had my lunch yet. <laughs> was, it, was, was it supper? Is supper di- like lunch and dinner is dinner? Oh, here it is, yeah. What's the midday meal? Isn't it called huh? supper? Brun- is brunch is uh, between breakfast and lunch. But isn't there, like, we, we used to call tea. lunch, they used, they used to call it like supper or dinner. Yeah. They used a different term for it. They called lunch Dinner? Lunch, dinner, dinner, supper, supper. Yeah, calls lunch, dinner. Craziness. All right. Well, coming up in today's episode, we have uh, Super Cop versus Rumble in the Bronx. It's uh, Super Cop. J- Jackie Chan versus Jackie Chan. Then we have uh, the top ten April releases, as well as the Razzie Hopeful. <laughs> Chad, you've seen almost every single one of these on the list. Uh, a few of them. Uh, then a retro review of Runaway. <laughs> Five five oh, stars all the way across, and we actually watched that before Jerry left for Seattle. So that was a phenomenal movie. It's and, one of the best movies ever made. And then uh, we also have our top ten evil children. Evil Macaulay Culkin might come up on a few lists. <laughs> I think about six out of the ten will be the same on every single list. There's not. I even went to IMDb and found you know, they tag movies with tags. Yeah, I yeah. looked up evil children and creepy children, and there really wasn't that many movies. Yeah, there's not. It was surprising. You I, I had more? to put James Earl Jones from Best of the Best on my list. We were all excited for this, and we're like, uh, maybe not as good as we thought. I wasn't excited at all. <laughs> well, we don't have. We all want to decide later on what the next top ten is. I have the verses and the retro review, but okay. Uh, but uh, anyways, coming up first, uh, news: uh, Craig Gillespie will direct uh, Pride, Preju- Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Oh. Based on the novel, he directed Lars and the Real Girl and the upcoming Fright Night remake. Fright Night? I think like... they're overdoing it with the zombies these days. Like a Crypt Creeper thing? Like, what's Fright uh, Night? Fright Night was, uh, he has a vampire living next door to him. Yeah, Chris Sarandon. I'm not familiar with that one. Uh, it was an 80s vampire movie. Oh, okay, I'm surprised. It's a pretty good it. movie. It's It's got Marcy from um, Married with Children. Okay, I'm waiting for you to tell somebody tell me something good about this movie. <laughs> Chris Sarandon, Mar- Marcy from Married with Children, uh, a kid who did ended up doing a lot of gay porn. Sounds good. That there sounds you go. like most '80s movies that feature yeah. a young man. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, we have uh, Barry Levinson's next film will be a found footage type movie, kind of uh, Clover, Cloverfield type, uh, called The Bay. Is about a parasite called an isopod that emerges from the Chesapeake Bay and attaches itself to human hosts. Is it, it a 32 gig isopod or is it the? <laughs> or is it a 16 gig isopod? <laughs> it's a it's the 64 gig with Wi-Fi. Beauty. Yeah. Uh, it carries a horrific, untreatable disease, and the film is the footage from home video. Who wrote this? It wasn't me. As the monsters and the disease ravage the town. That sounds oh, really good. Expl- this is going to explain what happened to Steve Jobs. <laughs> At least it was liver, yeah. <laughs> but, <Boom> roasted. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the monsters and the disease ravage a town. It sounds like a sci-fi original to me. It is. There's a, oh, you missed, there's a new one coming out on April 23rd called Roadkill, where it looks like a bunch of teenagers are doing like a road trip in a van, and they run over like a witch lady on the road. So she curses them to be attacked by huge crows. <laughs> Like mutant crows that are huge. I, they just look I don't think they're mutants they're just like demonic evil birds. Oh, okay. Is this a straight to sci fi movie? This is sci fi original. I and I was inspired because I made about before this podcast, made about halfway through Copperhead, two thousand eight. <laughs> it's about a wave of killer rattlesnakes in the old west. 
But last night I watched uh, the first half of uh, Mega Shark versus Crocosaurus. Oh, is that a sequel to Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus? Yep, and it stars uh, Jaleel White. Who's that? Urkel. Urkel. Oh, okay. But now he's actually kind of like a handsome guy. Like, he does not look like. Was he pretty buff? Like he used to be kind of buff. No, he still looks like Urkel to me. But I guess oh, okay. I don't know. He, he doesn't look all that buff. You haven't seen his gay porn then? That would totally change your mind. <laughs> it would not. <laughs> uh, then uh, Universal Studios is working on an adaptation of Green Day's American Idiot, which is uh, doing quite well on on Broadway. Broadway. I th- as much as I love Green Day and that album, I think we've gone too far. That we made it into a play and then a movie. It's like playing I'm a Loser Baby on the piccolo. <laughs> but, but with a two-hour movie behind it, which is it even more terrible. shocking. Is, is she making fun of you, Tom? I think the same people that make, they are going to make this have to be the people that make Saturday Night Live adaptations, where you take like a two-minute skit and make it into a two-hour long, typically an abomination, <laughs> outside of a few gems, such as the four-and-a-half-star Coneheads. <laughs> Coneheads. Um, Wayne's World, Wayne's World 2. Ladies Man. Ladies Man, probably the other good one. Blues Brothers. Oh, true. I always forget that that one was actually... Uh, this was kind of before my time. I wasn't watching Saturday Night Live when that was a skit on the show. I don't think I was alive when that happened. Probably not. Chad was not. Chad wasn't alive when they made the movie. No, that was what, 1981 or 82? 82. What a dork. <laughs> I'm sorry I didn't get it right. Uh, then Walter Hill will direct Sylvester Stallone in Headshot. It's a... Uh, team up of a cop and an assassin and headshot. Uh, Walter Hill directed such gems as The Warriors, oh, 48 Hours, and Red Heat. Those are three of the best movies I've ever heard of. Is Headshot the prequel to Face Shot? <laughs> Dirty. Dirty. Is, is Stallone off the steroids now that he got busted, or is he still taking them? Nah, he's still taking them. Okay. Because he got... Well, no, he he never got caught here. Is he the one that got uh, caught going to Australia? He's the one that got caught so going I thought that was Australia. Hulk Hogan. No. That no, was Stallone? That was Stallone. Stallone during Rambo, wasn't it? He took it? away his medicine. <laughs> he needs his medicine. I need my medicine. Gross side of my face move. He's still more intelligible than Jackie Chan was in either Super Cup or Rumble in the Bronx. So, Tom, maybe you can clear this up. Did, did he get... His face paralyzed because they were taking his head, taking him out of the birth canal with forceps. That's what I heard. For Sylvester Stallone? Yeah. It could be. Oh, usually it doesn't cause facial problems. It causes like arm problems. Okay. Because so somebody sh- told me that his face problem is because of that. No, that usually be caused like arm paralysis because you stretch the brachial plexus when it comes out. Oh, okay. Clearly, obviously. <laughs> by the by. Oh, yes, a brachial plexitis. <laughs> yes. Uh. Uh, that's probably where how I got the hypospadia. It is a yeah. They they put it in the wrong hole. <laughs> All right, and then uh, last bit of news: uh, Will and Jaden Smith oh, will star. Stop talking! I don't want to hear anymore. Will star in M Night Shyamalan's. Oh God! <laughs> don't movie. really stop talking now. I'm serious. <laughs> it's about a son and father trying to survive on an abandoned Earth, one thousand years in the future. And where will Jesus enter into this? Yeah. Are they on an elevator uh, at any point during uh, this? They might be. They might be locked in a little thing in the subway and a little door they're gonna yell him to get out get off this earth oh, yeah. you know they're just gonna be tag teaming corpses the whole time <laughs> thousand years in the in abandoned earth yeah abandoned or where everybody's dead abandoned. So abandoned makes me think that everybody flew away and left they left and it's it's supposedly devastated okay I, I would leave Jane Smith behind as well, so I, I agree with future humans on that one. No, they're so they Jaden Smith and Will Smith to repopulate the world. <laughs> that's what they're going to have to do. That's yeah. that, that takes a lot of. I mean, but maybe in the future. I mean, that's a thousand years of technology. You probably can have a man and his son father a child in the, in the thousand. Probably, years. I think it'll work. That's a lot of semen to work with. <laughs> they clearly want to. <laughs> All right, then. Uh, how, how does M Night Shyamalan keep getting movies? This is an original story by M. Night Shyamalan. Still. He's had, what, maybe one movie that's done well? Uh, Unbreakable was considered a Maybe success. two. Two out of And The Village ten. actually did quite a bit of money. The, the, the Village and money. They, yeah. The problem is they all make money. Okay. Oh, Box Office Mojo is not working today, so I cannot look up what the uh, profit was for The Village. Uh, but they all make money, so they, they, they keep giving them money. It's a bad, bad idea. Yeah. Uh, what what was the one that we saw, Jerry? Uh, Avatar. No, that that, 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 that didn't make money. 
We saw the last last cockbender. Yeah, the last Airbender. That, that was good. Seems like there's not very many to me like directors that have had that have as many just complete bombs as he has and still seem to be getting movie deals. He's kind of like Yui Bowl. He's approaching Yui Bowl status. For but I think little stuff. kids still go to see his movies. I I don't think so. Apparently so. he's very uh very popular internationally. Worldwide grosses are high. It really? saddens me. Truly, truly saddens me. <laughs> is box office mojo just not working on your end, or should I, should I try it on mine? You can try it. I am not. The uh, server says it is not alive today. I've had that happen to a few sites, like Tested was also not working today either. Oh, really? Hmm. Is it is it working there? No. Nope. Oh, that's a bummer. <laughs> I thought the internet might be better wow. in Seattle, like everything See, else. Is. It is superior. Bill Gates lives here. He lives in Washington? So that means you have no mosquitoes there, right? There's No, no mosquitoes. Okay, and, good. And Bill Gates. <laughs> he lives on Mercer Island. All right, uh, Super Cop versus Rumble in the Bronx. Watch these both today. Yeah, did you watch them, Jerry? Uh, no. No? I watched one of them. I didn't watch, it out. I watched, didn't watch the other one. Which one did you watch? <laughs> it's very vague. I watched Rumble in the Bronx, but I've seen Super Cop, so I, I, I didn't have time to watch it. And what would you pick? I would pick Rumble in the Bronx, personally. Fine. Bam! We, we already talked about this before the show. Tom picks Rumble in the Bronx. Yeah, I pick Super Cop. So it has Michelle Yeoh in it. It doesn't matter. Huh? She it was good in it? Yeah, I thought the action scenes were better in it. They're really Obviously, not, Rumble not, in the Bronx had a higher... What, what was that? The movies are they are basically the same movie. I mean... Rumble in the Bronx is clear, in the Bronx is clear spirit just due to the just that crappy Warriors gang that they have. <laughs> they, it's just like the game... Which, uh, which uh, police academy is it? That Zed leads that gang? It's like the exact same gang as without Zed. That's three... Where they're, they're in the grocery stores stealing yeah. Kit Kat bars and just being hooligans. I just kind of like glossed over when he said uh, Police Academy. I, I didn't oh. hear the last like 20 seconds that Tom said. <laughs> Roll of the Rocks, clearly a superior movie. Uh, super yeah, you know they're good movies. They're both excellent. I, I like them both. I'd say they're almost equal, but I'll give it to Super Cop. I think maybe I just jive more with Roll of the Rocks as it was in New York City. Kind of recognized people were speaking English. Yeah. That's yeah. A little but they're, they're both dubbed, though, so... Mm-hmm. You could understand what they're saying. <laughs> I just want you to acknowledge real quick, Chad, that Police Academy is a good movie. Police Academy or Police Academy 3? Three. 3. <laughs> Neither. It's going to be some dead air here for about three days. No, no. I, I won't acknowledge that. I'm sorry. Well, maybe I'll just end this connection here. <laughs> oh. Is that how, is that how it's going to be? Yep. Now, now, I can, now I can just be a total baby. I'm not in the same physical space. No. If you're watching the video, his collar would be just... Actually, took yeah. between his ears and his yeah. head. Yeah, that collar would be all the way up, covering his yeah, ears. He wouldn't be able to hear anything. Yeah. Muffle his more. Wow. <laughs> well, I Surrounded just, by. Uh, I can turn the video back on for you guys. I'm totally nude right now. <laughs> <laughs> turn it on. Ooh, that's turn right. on that video. So that means anything more? Did you see the? Uh, did you watch the? Uh, at both, at the end of both of them, they have the uh, stunts that go wrong. Yeah, yeah where you just where you can see the bones breaking. Yeah, <laughs> the the one with uh, Michelle Yeoh that when she falls off the car, that's going like thirty miles per hour. <laughs> it's pretty funny. See, I kind of like the one in the Bronx where there's it was early movie. There was a fight scene. It was one of the first fights with the gang, and he's fighting with. It almost looked like playground equipment. It's like a like a half rainbow metal yeah like climbing gym. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Well, his fighting moves are cool, but I—I I, I mean, you basically know what you're going to get when you watch any of his movies. Uh, Shanghai Nights was good story, good humor, and good action. Yeah, <laughs> and wonderful acting. Well, we said that's so yeah. one of the few op things were clearly superior to Shanghai Noon, Shanghai Nights. Yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> Stand by this. Polly's heard this theory yeah. before. <laughs> but Rush Hour Two, obviously not as good as Rush Hour. It's <laughs> because of Chris Tucker. Well, Chris, Chris Tucker's a star. So I think Chris Tucker will be also be on the earth with uh, Jaden and Will Smith and Ahmed Shyamalan's <laughs> next movie. Ahmed Shyamalan wants them to repeople the world with nothing but bad black actors. <laughs> with Tyler Perry, maybe. <laughs> Tyler Perry and the most of the Wayneses besides uh, Keenan Ivory. Gonna... <laughs> Tyler Perry's Planet Earth. <laughs> Tyler Perry's presents Black Planet Earth. <laughs> That that opens at midnight tonight. Medea's uh, big happy family. You want to go see it? I can't believe it has a, a midnight opening. Huh? White Bear does op- midnight openings for every movie. Oh, really? Yeah. What kind of a fucking knob is he that he has to put his name like? Can't just have the title of the movie. 
I think he's worth more money than probably Barack Obama, so he's doing something right. Did you know he made one point, we were just listening to this, $1.6 million this year? Yeah, Barack Obama. How does he make, how does he make money? We're trying to figure this out. Do you know, Jerry? How does I'm, sure he's got, I'm sure he's got investments. I, I know he's got book sales. Um, I think he's a male prostitute. He's obviously a pimp. Shouldn't all that money go to the government? I mean, really? Oh, no, he can make money. Then he get, if he speaks, he gets paid. I mean, it's, it's a should versus what should. I mean, he should be chipping in. We got a belt. we got a trillion dollar deficit. Got to tighten your belt. <laughs> you don't have to tighten the belt if you make if you make one point six million bucks. We're just killing time before we have to go yeah. through the uh, April new releases. Yeah, here. you ready to go through uh, April? Yeah, uh, you want me to pay? nine really badly actually. What You're was that? Sorry, hold on. I will not hold on. All right, do you want me to take the first ones? Yeah, ten through six. Go for it. All right, number ten, Super, starring Rain Wilson, Ellen Page, directed <laughs> by James Gunn. An everyday guy transforms himself into a wannabe superhero, but the crim... Oh, sorry. I'm going to start over. An everyday guy transforms himself into a wannabe superhero, the Crimson Bolt, after his wife leaves him for Jacques, a suave drug dealer. <laughs> By teen sidekick Libby, the duo engage in war against crime and look to take down Jacques and his empire. Limited release April 1. That, it doesn't look good to me. I like James Gunn, though. He He's... Did you ever watch the the PG po- PG porn? Uh, no. Spike TV. No. Uh, it's pretty funny. Nathan Fillion was in one of the episodes. Oh really? Oh okay. Yeah. I'll take that. Yeah. What, what else would I know James Gunn from? Uh, he was a writer for Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> Is he related to Tim Gunn? By any huh? chance? Uh, he did Gunn Slither. He, he directed. Slither. James Gunn did Slither. Yeah, I'm sold. <laughs> That's all you needed to tell me. Well, it, it's ruined by my hatred of Ellen Page too. Yeah, but she's just Wilson. a sidekick. It's Rain Wilson. Yeah. Usually pretty um, pretty awesome. He's good. And number nine, we have Rubber, which is Did just, you watch, watch the, uh, did the you trailer? Watch it's weird. <laughs> a, t- a tire named Robert discovers his destructive tele- telepathic powers and sets his sights on residents of a desert town. This movie's been getting a lot of, for being a limited release film like this, it's been getting a lot of press. I mean, I've heard about this through the magic show, sadly yeah. enough. Yeah. It's. Is it good? I mean, is it getting positive press, or what are they saying? I, I don't know if I'd say... I don't think it's a movie that's ever going to be considered good by anybody, but it's interesting. Yeah. And if you like kind of sci-fi horror movies, Rubber pretty much has what you want. Yeah, and it's, it's, already, tire. it's already out on uh, DVD, and so it, it released uh, on demand and in theaters on the same day. So. Oh, really? We still have to watch the Robo-Jesus movie. We haven't yeah. watched Robo-Jesus yet. So. Robo-Jesus, Gary Shanley. <laughs> <laughs> I am here now. He's pissed. <laughs> the next one better have one of the Razzie nominations, but star, uh, it's I, a, I, Water I, I, for Elephants, starring Robert Pattinson and Reese Witherspoon. Oh, that's just uh, awesome. <laughs> Set during the Great Depression, veterinary student Jacob Jankowski abandons his studies after his parents are killed in a car accident. Taking up with a third-rate traveling circus, his bond with a difficult animal begins to turn the show around. Though his feelings for the star performer prove dangerous since she's the wife of a sadistic ringmaster. So do you think he's sadistic because he has the elephant hump, Robert Pattinson? Yes. <laughs> you know Robert Pattinson has the gaping hole that can accommodate such a large, membered creature. Well, he does have a, a bond with a difficult animal. It does. Is, oh, is he bonded with the elephant? Yeah. Is that who he's bonding? Yeah. So is it, so the movie should be Pattinson for elephants? Is that what we're saying? Pattinson for elephant. Elephant it looks. It look, I thought it looked terrible. But. It just doesn't. It looks pretty bad, but not as bad as the uh, Razzie Award. Hopefully, I'm guessing it's not this one, but the next one. This one is Scream Four, <laughs> directed by Wes Craven, starring Nev Campbell and Courtney Cox. Ten years have passed, and Sydney Prescott, who has put herself back together thanks in part to the self-help book she authored, returns to Woodsboro on the last stop of her book tour. Reconnecting with her family and friends, her appearance also brings about the return of Ghostface Killer, April 15th. It's just Ghostface. Oh, I'm sorry. The Ghostface Killer is uh, part of the Wu-Tang Clan. Wu-Tang. I was thinking Wu-Tang Clan <laughs> when you said that. Well, he's, been, he's pretty much gone, isn't he? Nobody no, he just released an album like it last year. Really? Yeah. So maybe Nev Campbell's tour really brought him back. 
I thought Dewey. Possible. I thought Dewey was back in Scream Four. He doesn't get a mention as starring. No, he he's in it, but uh, I didn't put him in. Okay, I can't respect him ever ever since Scary Movie. They were so brutal on his character in Scary Movie. I can't respect him ever again. <laughs> Don't interrupt me while cleaning my room. <laughs> Number six. My guess is this is the Razzie winner. Fast it's, it's a different movie. There's uh, some horrible movies, but if it's if it's if it's listed with a number, it's not the Razzie Hopeful. Yeah. The Razzie Hopeful is never a repeat. Oh, okay. Fast Five starring Paul Walker, Vin Diesel, and Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Woo-hoo! Fast High Fives. A federal <laughs> agent is d- dispatched to Rio de Janeiro, which doesn't happen. Federal agents are for the U.S. Where former cop Brian O'Connor and ex-con Dom Toretto are assembling a final race as a desperate chance to regain their freedom. So is this the fifth one? Is that this is the fifth one, Fast Five. So what's going to rhyme with six? Sassy six? Like, what's going to be the next one? Souped know. up it six? Has, it has to have fast in the title. So, oh. Does it? Yeah. All of them have fast. It was the Fast and the Furious, Too Fast, Too Furious, the Fast and the Furious, Tokyo Drift, Fast and Furious, and then Fast Five. Fast Five. So what's going to rhyme I guess six. They don't have to use though. I guess they don't. They've shown that you don't have to use the the number in the title. Exactly. Okay. It's amazing that these they keep making these things. It's truly shocking to me. I think I think the sixth one will be six and furious, where it shows them as children when they're <laughs> maybe soapbox cars. No, it should be those the little the little zip car tracks. You know where you had the little trigger and they just zoom around in one way. I think it should be Come that on. slot cars. That's what I'm thinking. How, how are they going to plug the? Uh, how are they going to plug Corona in that one? I don't know. You can have anything you want. Could be a little Corona car. You could do yeah. that. <laughs> and, and every kid who's ever had one of those, you always had to pick up the car at the end, and you'd hold the trigger down and just peel the rubber out to make that really bad smell. <laughs> if you any of you ever played slot cars, I know I, you I didn't, didn't have it. I know I think, that. I think we could make this ourselves. Which rapper would we get to be in the movie, though? Is Lil Bob Bob? How old is he? Oh, he he was in. He did that movie uh, with lottery t- lottery oh. ticket. Yeah, little Bow Wow. Yeah, he's no longer Lil Bow Wow. He is just Bow Wow. Oh, okay. Can we get that Rebecca Black girl? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Did you see the Jimmy Fallon? Jimmy like, Fallon uh, did a cover, yeah, yeah, yeah. very good cover of that with Stephen Colbert. Who was the... Uh, uh, the Taylor Hick? Hicks. Taylor Hicks. He was pretty good, too, in that. <laughs> Do you know what day tomorrow is, though, yeah? Huh? It's Friday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, I honestly... Gotta go downstairs. Gotta get my bowl. Eat some cereal. Yeah, you do. She's she's speaking to me. I mean, it's pretty much what I do. She knows me. I actually go upstairs though, so to, to the kitchen. Oh, that's true. I, I was stirred. The, the, the one saving grace for her is that she's only thirteen, and she's made a lot of money. Yes. So she can get her whole face changed. She, it'll be like face off. She'll. <laughs> yeah, she's gonna turn into Nicholas. We have Nicholas Cage. <laughs> but we could get the rapper from that video. Oh yeah, definitely. Possibly for Six and Furious. <laughs> I, did, I did enjoy the Colin O'Brien when they changed the threat levels. Instead of being colors, it was Nicolas Cage movies. That was very, very entertaining last night that we yeah. watched. <laughs> did you see that, Terry? We only get one channel here, and oh. it's mainly the biblical channels. Awesome. <laughs> that sounds horribly depressing. So, cause you're, are you podcasting from a basement right now? Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> on, the, on, the, on the shores of the Puget Sound. All right. Uh, well, well Tom, you're up. I'm up. Okay. Okay. Sucking the snot here. No. Oh, I start with a bad one. Number five, Your Highness, starring James Franco. That's loose definition of starring. Danny McBride and Natalie Portman. Thaddeus. Hey, baby names. Is a lazy, hedonistic prince forced into embarking on his first quest, semi or colon, to aid his valiant older brother, Fabius. Or Fabius. I think it's Fabius. Fabius. On a daring rescue attempt to free his beloved Belladonna from an evil wizard's lair. Joining their mission is Isabel. I'm assuming that's Isabel, not Isbael. A determined <laughs> warrior with her own agenda coming out April 8th. Yeah, I just copied and pasted that. That wasn't me. Okay. I'm, I'm assuming that's what you this, Tom? What's that? Did you see this? No, I, as, as bad as I know it's going to be, I kind of want to see it for Danny McBride. I enjoy yeah. most of his movies. Yeah, he's, he's good. I, I don't know. Natalie Portman is bad. And uh, I don't know. I'm getting a little tired of the pot movies. I've said it before, but well, this is this is the first time I. This obviously has been movies I've seen before, but Chad explained how they're starting to use CG for nude scenes. Can you explain a little bit about that? Oh yeah, uh, if you if you've gone to a movie in like the last three months, you probably saw the trailer for this. And so it's before pretty much everything. 
Uh, if you went to certain movies, Natalie Portman has a G-string on, and when she they're spying on her, and it shows her rear end. And then in another trailer, she has this normal like underwear on, and it's her entire butt is covered. But they use CG to give her a G-string instead of. So that's just wild yeah. to me. Yeah, because because they have to cover her butt because her real butt is probably flabby and disgusting. That's probably just not there. It's just pre-pregnancy, the pelvic bone. <laughs> you can actually see the hip socket. Like, oh, that is not what I wanted to see today. Oh, number four, we actually, Holly and I saw this week. Number four is Arthur starring Russell Brand and the very oddly attractive Helen Mirren. We, we've talked about this. I'm not sure why that is. I'm, not, I'm, I'm never going to give you that one to you, Tom. Are you serious? Not going to give it to you. She, no. She that, is, that's going that's to be, uh, be filed away with your... Uh, Big Mama or whatever her name is thing. Um, Bridget Fonda? No, Bridget Fonda's all right. What, who's the Big Mama's large, house? Large Marge? Rosie O'Donnell. Or Rosie, uh, Rosie O'Donnell. O'Donnell. You're thinking Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah, Rosie O'Donnell. What about for you, Chad? Helen Mirren. Huh? He's a little, a little didn't, old for my taste. Didn't ask for if, the I age. Was, if I was 60, I, I'd be into Helen Mirren. Okay, there we go. Thank you. <laughs> Carefree billionaire Arthur Bach is given an ultimatum by the family business, which is his mom. Shape up and marry the, quote, right woman or lose your inheritance. Complicating a situation are his feelings for Naomi, a New York City tour guide who is not actually a New York City tour guide because she doesn't have a New York City tour guide license because I saw this movie. <laughs> Can his faithful nanny, Hobson, help him stand up for what he wants? And Hobson is played by Helen Mirren. answer is no because do, do we want spoilers on this? Go ahead. Hobson dies. Shit. Very abruptly, she gets sick, and then really? roughly two minutes later in the movie, she's dead. Oh, I thought I saw her in the hospital. I assumed that she like had a heart attack, and then she no, goes, she dies very quickly. Oh, really? Wow. And from mysterious, you don't know why she's dying. She's just kind of sick, and then she's dead the next morning, cold and dead. So is this is no way affiliated with the old Arthur movies? No, that's a remake. It's a, is it? Yeah. They said it was a remake. Like, All right. Jake Mills on the next one here. We got Insidious, directed by James Wan. <laughs> That's what, ooh. A family looks to prevent evil spirits from trapping their comatose child in a realm called the Further. Yeah. <laughs> that's a that's a really good description. Wow. If yeah. that's the way they describe this movie in the in the previews, I would not want to ever see this movie. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the further might be populated with ass Asians or something like that. <laughs> ass Asians. The ass Asians. <laughs> Gotta watch no, out for sneaky. Was, it was alright. I mean, it was just a rip off of Poltergeist, but that's fine. Oh, you saw this? Yeah. How they want to see it. I don't think I, I, I gave it three out of five stars. But you said they kind of flip flopped on so I mean the house being haunted, it's kind of the child being haunted. Yeah. So no matter wherever he is, the haunting is occurring. Yeah. So if you took him to Disneyland, Disneyland would be haunted. Exactly. Okay. Uh, all right, Tom, you get to try to say this next name. Uh, it's Hannah. I was surprised you don't know how to pronounce that. <laughs> Searsha. <laughs> they apparently don't read books in Seattle. <laughs> Starring Searsha Ronan. Or Seorsi, whatever you want. Seorsi. Seorsi. Ronan, Kate Blanchett, and Eric Bana. Ooh, Eric Bana. 16-year-old Hannah is a trained Ash Asian who was raised <laughs> in the wilds of North Finland by her father, Eric, played by Eric Bana, a former CIA man. Separated from her father for the first time, Hannah's first mission brings her face-to-face with Marissa Wiegler, an intelligence operative with secrets that tie her to Hannah and Eric. April 8th. April. So, Chad, I'm assuming you think this is good? Yeah, it looks good. It looks like uh, the professional, kind of. That's the same vibe I got, I'll agree. But hopefully with less incest and huh? molestation. Less, uh, you know, uh, pedophilia, I think. Yeah, pedophilia. There's, okay. there's no one. <laughs> Sorry, Doug. I don't trust Eric Bana, so yeah. Sex crime straight here. Well, in Hannah, it would be incest and, you know, uh, statutory rape, but... Because she's 16, so... So Eric Bana, so that they, they'd be both. Yeah. I think you pretty much immediately fry for that one. <laughs> she's also pale. She looks like a young Conan O'Brien in this movie. <laughs> and no, yeah, Chad got to see number one. This is the one I, I really, really want to see this movie, actually. The Source Code, starring Jake Gyllenhaal, directed by Duncan Jones. An experimental government program sends soldier Coulter Stevens back in time, where he wakes up in the body of a commuter who witnesses a train bombing. Presented with just eight minutes to figure out who is responsible, his mission is further complicated by his feelings for a fellow passenger. April first. So this is uh, this is kind of like uh, Quantum Leap. 
A little bit. Uh, that is, I don't try. That is probably the closest yeah, thing to it, it. Instead of like jumping to different times, it's just over and over the same. Same person, the same. Yeah. So it's like Groundhog's Day then. Yeah. Groundhog's but, Day meant Quantum yeah. Leap. Yeah. But but they could do a sequel where he goes to another one and Ziggy comes out and tells him you know what he's got to do because he's got a Ziggy in this. People telling him what to, what to do, what he's looking for, right? Yeah, but they're in present time the entire time. You can't do that. You can't change time. Ziggy's in present time. It looks really. I thought it looked really good. I don't want you to spoil. It looks good, but is this as good as Quantum Leap? It's better than Quantum Leap because I I like Quantum Leap, but I don't think it's like a great great show. You don't don't have the same man crush for Scott Bakula that I do. There's nothing better than Quantum Leap. (laughs) And he goes back as that like the can can dancer. (laughs) That was a breaking moment in television, right there. It was. All right, and then our Razzie hopeful is Prom, brought to you by Disney. Oh. Follow a group of high school students as they get ready for their prom. That is probably the most boring, <laughs> banal description for a movie I've heard today. Have you seen the preview for this, Jerry? I watched all the I watched all the trailers, and I I'm going to see this. <laughs> it is it really it really takes me back. I bet, I bet. Was your prom uh, like that at all? You know, there's, trying to... there's a movie about it. It's actually this movie. This is movie is about my prom. Oh, did you write it? Yep. <laughs> Thanks, guys, for the Razzie. Diablo Cody. <laughs> Screw you guys. I love that movie. <laughs> the only thing that only thing that can bring me back for this is a Tom Selleck movie. It can yeah. bring me back from the deep abyss of the prom. Yeah, we're going to go with Runaway. Oh, God, this was... You guys had talked about this movie for so much, you completely undersold this movie. <laughs> it was fucking fantastic. One of the best movies like ever. Robo Jocks level of good. <laughs> All right, Runaway came out December fourteenth, nineteen eighty four. Uh, domestic gross was uh, six million seven hundred seventy thousand five hundred eighty seven dollars. So we should name um, December fourteenth now called Runaway Day. We got to come what? up with some way to commemorate this holiday. <laughs> Why we could like build our own robot or something? Yeah, yeah and load it with acid, Ramsey. And I and um, on uh, Engadget, one of the tech tech blogs, you can actually buy a little spider robot that looks exactly like the ones from this movie now, <laughs> but they actually work. They're filled with hot acid, Ramsey. They're filled with acid, Ramsey. They're programmed to attack the first one off the off the elevator, Ramsey. I'll let you come up. <laughs> uh, in the near future, a police officer specializes in malfunctioning robots. When a robot turns out to have been programmed to kill. He begins to uncover a homicidal plot to create killer robots. And really his son becomes a target. There's oh. really not a whole lot to uncover, though, because the guy seems fairly bent on hanging out wherever the cops are. Yeah, yeah. And they have a picture of him immediately at the start of the movie. They look at the, the VHS tape, luckily, that was there. <laughs> you have robots, but we don't have a, anything beyond a VHS tape player. <laughs> and I do love how that... Well, we talk about that first scene where he breaks into take down the robot that has the gun where there's no way that robot could have picked up the gun in the first place to shoot it. I think I, I really like the opening scene in the cornfield. Like, the the one robot is malfunctioning, and, like, everybody's just sitting to the side just waiting for... Oh, the old farmer's like, ah, oh, wait, wait for the cops to come do this. <laughs> they gotta come get this runaway robot that you can just go ahead and tackle. No. By, 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 cut by robot. the best scene is when he kills the robot that is holding Kirstie Alley prisoner. By shocking her in the butt. Bzz. <laughs> Bzz. <laughs> he comes in and just beats hell out of it with a chair. Yeah, we, we <laughs> crushed it with that chair. He looked like a professional wrestler in that scene. Ah! Uh, that is the finest scene in the entire movie. <laughs> Chet, share us the other uh, mind-blowing thing about this movie. This was written and directed by the author, Michael Crichton. Man, so, directed. That's the Dur- thing. Directed by Michael Crichton. This was written as a screenplay. This was not written as a novel first. Exactly. So he really knows uh, knows how to he write a was, tight story. He was pretty good, though. At, I think kind of contemplating what future technology would be like, though. I mean, I think you, they, you think this is accurate? Are you kidding? Well, I think I mean this is the same way as I mean Jurassic Park, Prey, all of his books. They always try to predict future technology. Oh, okay. He comes up with good ideas. I, I thought it was a good idea. I thought it was a good movie premise. I like him as oh, a, it's a great movie I don't like him as a director. <laughs> no, I mean, I think he should stick with writing. They should have somebody else direct some well, movies. he's dead, so. I know he's dead. Yeah. He's, he's not going to write no it. No Jurassic anymore. Park 6 for you. <laughs> uh, starring Tom Selleck's mustaches, Ramsey. Ramsey. <laughs> and Cynthia Rhodes' Thompson. Yeah, whatever. That's the. Uh, she, is, she is a hot number. Oh, yeah. She's so hot that. Uh, 
uh, Ramsey's kid. It's like, are you going to basically screw my dad? Like, you didn't do like it. Two, two seconds in. Like, ew. <laughs> then uh, we have Gene Simmons as Luther. He, he makes it with his just always evil look that he gives. He's like, even the camera's like, he never sticks his tongue out, though. No, but he just kind of does. He, he always, like, tips his head down and looks up with his eyes and, like, pricks his eyebrows up. He's just got that monster hairline, too. <laughs> can't see anything through it. Look at the size of that boy's head. Uh, then Kirstie Alley is Jackie, and she is incredibly skinny in this one. Yeah, and she's not. I'm not even sure why they look. I mean, she's, not, she's in it for, what, five minutes? Yeah. Tops. Then she gets killed uh, by, does she get shot with one of the heat seeking bullets, bullets, I think. We have not even mentioned the, the uh the heat seeking or heat seeking bullets at all. The heat seeking land missiles shot by Luther's gun. And then the great sound like and it's if people haven't seen The Runaway, which I think you should fix right away. It is on Netflix streaming, so watch it. Yes. Is that Luther, who is kind of this evil robotics genius, I guess, who's trying to get all these killer robots out there by tampering with their chips. Has this enormous handgun that shoots a bullet that, because of robots, this clearly makes sense. It can <laughs> heat, it can sink, it, it can seek anybody out. It can go through tubes and under cars, around cars. Yeah, and don't all even while, have to aim. No, you just shoot it, and it makes like a whistling sound. Yeah. and then for some reason you you run kind of herky jerky, like you yeah. look like you're in a Buster Rhymes video. Well, it's because that's 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 the bullet cam view. That's what the bullet sees. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, and they explain how it it singles out a particular person as well because everybody has their own vibe, man. Heat signature. Yeah. yeah. So uh, IMDb uh, five point seven out of ten average rating. It's a fucking travesty. As uh, uh, Chad, I'm gonna punch you in the face here huh? in, about, in about two seconds. <laughs> that is, you know, that is a true rating. That, uh, but it doesn't change how much I like the movie. No. Punch you in the face. Because that is what it deserves. Your lying mouth. <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes, uh, 47%. Had a positive and nine negative. And then Leonard Moulton gave it two out of four stars. What a dick. And I gave it one out of five stars because it is a terrible movie, but I lost it. It's five out of five stars. I agree with Jerry on this one. It's clearly a five out of five star movie. Yeah, but you like it because of how bad it is. I never said it was Great bad. Movie. Five out of five stars. Heats, you got... You got yeah, crappy <laughs> '80s robots. You got Tom Selleck's mustache. So we, each of these are worth a star. I thought we were trying to, uh, you know, give an actual rating. Not, I, I uh, do my I, very logically. I give out stars based off features of the movie. We got Tom Selleck's mustache, one star. Bad '80s robots, two stars. You got Gene Simmons as Luther. That's probably almost for two stars, but at least three. So that's third star. Did I mention the heat seeking bullets yet? I think he did. Okay, let's count it again. That's another four star. <laughs> one of the greatest. And then just spider robots ever. filled with acid. That are programmed They're to kill the first person. Uh, first the person. Great car, remember the car chase scene? With, with the... Oh, like the little... Uh, yeah, he throws the robots out. Yeah, they kind of skirt yeah. the cars. Yeah. Five stars. Five stars. <laughs> One star. <laughs> <laughs> Does it, do you guys have any trivia for it? Uh, I don't know. We watched it like two months ago, so I don't yeah. have any. Yeah, it's been almost two months since our last podcast. And for the two people that emailed me, here you go. We're back. We are back on... We have guest list? No, no guest list. I no just got some emails. List. People saying, "Well, what happens?" Oh, we're still we're still watching Runaway. It's that good. <laughs> I, I I told him actually, I was doing a Francis Ford Coppola. I did a re-edit of Runaway, shaved off two minutes, proved the story. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so all right, I'll give it five stars. There you go, Tommy. Thank okay. you. Five star movie all around. I know where you sleep, man. I know where you sleep. He does. I have a lock on the door, though. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Lincoln can just eat through your door within a month. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like Uncle Buck. I just get off the drill and just drill out the lock. <laughs> oh, the the, the the like the sex deadbolt. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. this was a hard list. Yep, this is a difficult list. Uh, you want to start, Jerry? Sure. Um, well, number ten. What what is the top ten first? Oh yeah, it's top ten evil children. You can go evil kids or creepy kids. Yeah. They might not be evil, but the way that they look at you is creepy. Creepy Creepy as shit. Okay. That was a number 10. They're just creepy ass little kids. (laughs) (laughs) Number 10, I have Laddie from The Lost Boys. That's a good one. I don't have any Lost Boys on mine. Oh, is that the the little vampire kid? Yeah, who who explodes out of the bed at the end. Yeah, I got it. The Return of Eddie Munster. Number 9, I have Carol Ann from Poltergeist movies. It's a good one. Mm hmm. 
She's Number a- eight is uh, you had to have this in there. The good son, Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> that is like that I, number the, eight. How's I figured that would be very high. No, oh god, no. That is the definition of this. That was really what defined this list. We all said <laughs> evil children. Boom, good son. That's the first thing that comes to mind. <laughs> and number seven, I have the kid from Child's Play. Not Chucky though. Not Chucky, the kid. Kid. Uh, how, how, is the, I, how is the kid creepy? He's the one being like terrorized by Chucky. Well, just just go with me on this. Okay. I, I would like I would give you Chucky because Chucky was on my list since he's a doll of a kid. Yeah. Okay. Mm, so he's like number my buddy that kills you with a knife. <laughs> number six, I have the Sixth Sense. The what's his name? The faggy kid. Haley Joel Osment. Yep. I have a different Haley Joel Osment film on my list. <laughs> number five, I have uh, the 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 dark haired kid from Children of the Corn. The the head. Isaac. Corn. Yeah, Isaac. That's right. There you go. Number four, uh, Gage from Pet Cemetery. Okay. <laughs> That's the kid with the razor blade that takes out the Achilles tendon, yeah. right? Yeah, that is just terrifying. He, he is almost, he was tough to not put number one because yeah. that is one of the creepiest kids in any movie. <laughs> and, like, they keep the little baby voice, and I'm afraid of little babies who talk now. <laughs> number three, I have the uh, twin girls from The Shining. It's a good one, yeah. The Grady daughters. Two. Number two, I have the little kid in the, uh, the hooded sweatshirt from Flatliners. Oh yeah, that's yeah. a good one. That's a good one. Good one. I missed that one. He kicks the shit out of Kiefer Sutherland on a regular basis. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, that's my number two. So okay, uh, I'll go. Uh, number ten, I have Carol Ann Freeling in Poltergeist, played by Heather O'Rourke. Oh, you, you looked up everything, didn't you? Yeah. Who who died? Yeah, she died after filming the third one, right? Yep, because she couldn't because she had uh, constipation. She died of constipation? No, she had some blo- intestinal blockage or something. Oh, okay. Then uh, number nine, uh, Danny Torrance from The Shining, played by Danny Lloyd. Yeah. Then number eight, Malachi. He's the creepiest one. He's the little He's the little head of the whole gang. Huh? Malachi is the uh, red-haired one. Yeah, he's the red-haired the one. Like the, uh... Oh, he's like, he's like the enforcer guy? Yeah. Isaac is the young kind of preacher yep. kid? Yep. Oh, okay. yeah. Oh, okay. No, Malachi was the, the was the little kid. The Children of the Corn, he was pr- played by Courtney Gaines. Is that Hans from the Burbs? Huh? Yep, it is. It is? Yep, right. pretty sure. Uh, then uh, in Insidious, they don't have the actor who played him, but uh, one of the uh, ghosts that is terrorizing the family is this, uh, looks like maybe like six or seven-year-old kid dressed up in like 1920s uh, garb, and he's dancing to t- tiptoe through the tulips by uh, uh, was it Tiny Tom or Tiny Tim? Tiny Tim. <laughs> and it is creepiest shit. Huh? Tiny Tom sitting right next to you. <laughs> Tiny Tom. <laughs> Tiny Tom. <laughs> then number six, I I have all the children from uh, the Village of the Damned with the glowing eyes. I see that I, when I when I looked on the internet that was everywhere, but I I haven't seen it. I'm with Jerry. I actually, I've never actually seen that movie. I've never watched the whole thing. so. But this is a tough list, so I'm going to take what I can get. Uh-huh. Number five, I have Gage Creed in Pet Cemetery, played by Miko Hughes, who was also in Mercury Rising with Bruce Willis. Oh, that is a pedigree. <laughs> then number four, I have the, the Grady Daughters from The Shining, played by Lisa and Louise Burns. They actually were sisters. Yep, they were twin sisters. Really? Yep, unfortunately, they're... they're they still look like that. <laughs> they're, they're just creepy looking. They're still ugly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number three, I have Isaac from Children of the Corn, played by John Franklin. Then number two, I have Henry Evans, the good son, Macaulay Dark, Culkin. The bad son. <laughs> All right, so we'll definitely be having some. What happened to World Cup 2? I have a couple of doubles on here. Number 10, for a kid that just creeps a shot at me for no reason, on his, it's his fault, is AI with Haley Joe Osmond. That little robotic, <laughs> emotionless bitch. I hate that movie. That kid was creepy the oh, entire I f- thing. I completely forgot number nine. I can't yep. believe I did it. Number nine, the kid, the little kid drug dealer from RoboCop <laughs> 2 pushing Nuke. <laughs> <laughs> he was evil. He was truly, truly evil. He was a terrifying boy. I- I'll take uh, the, the 1920s ghost kid uh, from, <laughs> from Insidious and put him... Yeah, they didn't have Nuke in the 1920s. There's yeah. no Nuke then. There's no powerful narcotic named Nuke. Exactly. <laughs> Number eight, uh, Pet Cemetery. We have mentioned that before. We have Gage. the Omen. 
We might, have we mentioned the Omen yet? No, no, oh. I've never seen the Omen. That is a creepy kid with born with a little six 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 on his uh yeah. on his head and everything. He's got the full Monty. Uh, yep. The Good Son, number six, number five. I have Firestarter. So that is, yeah, she's creepy. She gets pissed off and she burns down your barn. <laughs> I'd I'd say um, she she was creepy, but I think uh, George C. Scott really is creepy in that one. Is he the dad? No, he's the uh, CIA. Oh, okay. Well, let's see. Uh, number four is the one, uh, Sleepaway Camp, the 1980s kind of B horror. There's been many many sequels made to this movie. What's so creepy is. It's kind of a Friday the 13th where these are kids at camp and there's a killer there. But one of the kids ends up being the killer, and the killer is one of the girls named Angela. <laughs> but the end of this movie is what makes it so creepy, is that this girl is actually a boy. Really? Her brother was... She had a brother. If I understand, she, the brother died, so the mom didn't want to have another son, so raised this boy as a girl. Hmm. Gross. Still has penis, balls, everything. But she is now crazy because she also saw her... She, he, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> saw her dad having a homosexual encounter with Lenny. I think it was like a neighbor or something, so it made her crazy. Okay. So in the end, when she's killed most everybody off, they see her, so like, she comes out late and she's naked, and clearly he's, you got Frank yeah. and Beanies. So Does it show of, a naked kid? Kind of like a teenager by that point, but yeah, there's clearly balls and penis <laughs> on a girl. It's really, really He didn't disturbing. have it tucked away, I'll, uh, uh, <laughs> little lamps. Yeah, no. Buffalo Bill. <laughs> no, they're hanging out. It's probably the Namble, the number one movie of all time. She's already creepy, and then it got ten times more creepy right after that. <laughs> Sleepaway Camp. It's worth watching. Number three is The People Under the Stairs. I haven't seen it. I've seen it, but I can't remember it. Basic synopsis, it's uh, In the Hood. There's, I think it's a brother and a sister. Um, they have gotten kicked. Their mom has gotten kicked out. They've gotten kicked out of their apartment, so they're looking for a place to kind of live. So they break into somebody else's house in, in the neighborhood, but who lives there is a brother and a sister who are crazy. And whenever they find kids, they like capture them and they like cut out their tongue or their ears and they would like keep them under the stairs. Okay, that, that's uh, kind of fucked up. Yep, it's a fucked it's up not, movie. It's not Harry Potter. <laughs> it's not Harry Potter. Because there's like, yes. Uh-huh. And a lot of the kids were like they were kind of mutilated based off of like the five original of the original sins. Oh, okay. Like no no seeing, no speaking, all these things. And the first one you encounter is the one with no tongue. It's like, <gasps> very, very creepy. <laughs> Number two is the paper delivery boy from Better Off Dead. <laughs> he is truly, truly evil. It's awesome. $2. Two by $2. Also, he's, he's unkillable, too. Yeah. He survives. And he's got, he's got his entire posse. I was going to say, you could, you could list the entire posse of paper delivery boys in this. <laughs> that was my number two. And Well, number one for me for is the the sci-fi original remake of Children of the Corn. They're by far the most creepy of all of them. Because there they actually show the the sex scene of the teenage kids in that what? in that remake of it. Heck. Ten times more creepy when you add it. Malachi? Them. Yep, Malachi bangs one of the other ones on like the altar of their weird little corn church with Isaac watching and like chanting. Okay. Because uh... you have to have babies. They have, 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 have more children of the corn. It only happens one way. You're 17 before you what go. What is Isaac going to do when, when he gets older? He, he, has to go walk, he has to go meet the one who walks behind the rose. Oh, okay. Number one. All right, and my number one. I have not seen this movie, but researching, trying to find... This one was listed jokes. everywhere. I've never yeah. seen it, though. Mikey in the movie Mikey. He plays a uh, <laughs> disturbed uh, child that uh, goes from foster home to foster home and... Accidents happen. It's kind of like Orphan. Kind yeah, of like, sounds like Orphan. Yeah, and just watch the trailer. Type in Mikey trailer on YouTube, and it's it is hilarious. Like he 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 has a couple that he takes out, like uh, throws a hair dryer into the uh, into the bathtub with yeah, the lady. I mean, who hasn't done that? Kills her. Then another guy is sitting in the pool in the hot tub. He's got the the '80s jams going right next to him, and throws the boombox in. Throws the boombox in. So you kill them all with electricity? So huh? No, no. Oh. Uh, there's another one. He kills a guy with a baseball bat. Sweet. He, he lays marbles out, and then he falls through a window, and then he goes up to the guy and hits him in the head with a baseball bat and bludgeons him. So he thought, he thought it was going to be um, kind of Home Alone, sort of lighthearted scene, and also no, beats him with a bat. And then uh, the the most evil one is there's a toddler, like, going for... He lay, puts her doll out at the end of uh, the diving board on a pool 
Uh-huh. And the little toddler goes out and gets gets her towel. Then he stands at the beginning of the pool, uh, the the diving board, and shakes it until the. My number one is Damien from The Omen. I'm sorry. Talking modern technology confuses me. <laughs> I kept trying so, to talk into the telephone. So the it wasn't Omen. working. All right. Uh, do you have your uh, what you want for next episode? I have the the retro review and the verses. I do not have a top ten list item. Okay. I was thinking uh, top ten reasons to go to a movie. It can be anything, uh, like say certain star, certain director, type of movie. So like for me, like Mark Lawrence. Yeah. That'd be the reason for me to go see a movie. Yeah. That's the kind of thing you're looking for. Yeah. Does that sound good to you, Jerry? Sounds good. So top ten reasons to go to the movies and see it in the theater. Could you say something like Independence Day two? Like that's gonna make me go see it. Yeah. a sequel to Independence Day will make me go to the movie theater to see yeah. that movie. Yeah. Go okay. for it. So it can be as specific as you want or as broad as you want. So I can say oh. popcorn. Popcorn. I, want, I like to go to the movies because of popcorn. Like I like to get my popcorn in a Kevin James zoo bucket, zookeeper bucket. Yeah. That's the reason to go to the movie theater. Masturbating. And then uh, our retro review is going to be of? Arena. Arena. This Arena? Is like streaming. So. This is, uh, let me, I'll pull up a little synopsis for you. This is a, a 80s sci-fi, kind of a classic. Okay. I'm, yep. I'm actually trying to. He's trying to bring up this. There's 3,000 <laughs> apparently listings for Arena. I believe it's his 89 one. Yeah, that looks right. Yeah, here we go. Let me read you the full summaries. This movie is fantastic. An intergalactic fighting competition between champions of various worlds has traditionally been won by a species much larger and stronger than humans. Entering the contest, a human finds he has to battle against not just his opponents and his self doubts, but the corrupt system. This sounds like a sci fi version of Bloodsport. Except he's fighting really slow aliens. Yeah. <laughs> There's a handicapping system. <laughs> and then uh, the Versus. Versus, uh, again, both on streaming. We have Airplane 2 versus Blazing Saddles. That that one is uh, I think that's a foregone conclusion on that one. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to be uh, voted out 2-1 to one again on, on this. Seems how... Like Blazing was, Saddles? Are you, still, are you still maintaining that? What? That Blazing Saddles isn't the greatest movie ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it's funny, but you know, I don't think it's you know. You, you know, the Blazing Saddles doesn't do it for you. Not. I like it, but I, I don't. I don't love it. I'd probably give it about four stars, three and a half. Really? Out of five, though. Out or, of five. Okay. And out of ten, I was just like, oh my god. No. So I, I like it, but you know, I like rape. <laughs> said rape twice I like rape <laughs> riding whooping whooping and riding right. but that does it for uh, today's episode we'll be back for what's next month May <laughs> that would be May it's <laughs> a month after April before June yeah so uh, you can go to our website at www.pgpfilmcast.com and our emails are on there email your top ten list maybe a retro review review uh, or give us ideas for the next episode. We need we need ideas. But uh, that's it. Uh, next episode, we got top ten. What is it? Reasons to go to the top movies. Top ten reasons to go to the movies. Uh, Blazing Saddles versus Airplane 2 starring William Shatner. Yeah, I'm excited to watch this one. I, have, I don't think I've ever actually seen Airplane 2. Yeah. I've seen it. It's, it's not bad, but it's not as good as the first one. Yeah, But this is on streaming, so... I mean, abortion is really the only sensible option. <laughs> and then the retro review of Arena circa 1989. Yes, yeah, so we did one point out that's the 1989 version of this. Yeah. Okay. All right, so that's it. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night.